Hello, friends. I'm Annie. And I'm Annie. You're listening to the Macros Universe podcast. Your weekly podcast for a dose of random facts, lightheartedness, health, and fitness, and everything under the universe. Universe podcast, episode one. Today, we're going to talk about weight loss and fat loss. But first, we're going to tell you a little bit about, about our podcast. So we met taking a course um, together, becoming transformational macro coaches. And we found out as we found out that we live pretty close to each other and we decided to have lunch. And at that lunch, we talked about how fun it would be to have a podcast together and to talk about everything. We are both transformational macro coaches. Um, we are both cur- currently working on other trainings as well, but mostly we're moms, we're wives, daughters, sisters, friends, and women who have an interest about some of the hard issues in our lives. And we thought that maybe we could help someone who's struggling with something similar that we are, or maybe this ends up just being a fun girlfriend session together. But either way, thanks for joining us today. We thought that a fun way to start our podcast would be to start with a random fact. So Annie, hit us with our random fact of the day. All right. Human thigh bones are stronger than concrete. The thigh bone is called the femur, and not only is the strongest bone in the body, it is also the longest. Because the femur is so strong, it takes a large force to break it or fracture it. So usually like a car accident or a fall from high up. Okay, so this is kind of different, but what's the worst bone you've broken? (laughs) I've never broken my thigh bone. Uh, okay. I've got a story. For this. Great. Let's, let's hear it. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm not flipping you off right now. Right hand. So when I, uh, was in college, I was a TA for astronomy. And then I, I also was taking astronomy classes and, um, one of the classes for my, so, oh, so I did my minor in astronomy. My major was elementary education. And one of the courses that I took was actually a graduate level course to fulfill my astronomy minor. And so it, for that course, uh, one thing that we had to do was, uh, take data and look through the telescope and gather data for stars. Anyway, so one night I was doing observation so I just have to enter something in so you've been a data collector for a long time (laughs) I have I am an expert on data collecting Uh and I'm an expert on clumsiness and hurting myself (laughs) anyways I'm terrible at storytelling but long story short I like it it was up in like the little attic area in the uh, science building where the uh, planetarium is and um, I'm, I'm like trying to remember this was years ago. So there was like a trap door, like a really heavy door that you had to open up and you had to climb into like the dome where the telescope was. And as I was closing it, like it shut a little too fast because it was heavy and my uh, ring finger got caught. And so I pulled it out really fast and it there was like, it looked like a murder scene oh, no. at the science building. This was like, I don't know, like, midnight one o'clock whatever it was and so there was like blood dripping everywhere the the um graduate assistant that was in charge he was like freaking out he just like froze he like didn't know what to do I'm like calmly telling him go get me paper towels so that I can put my pressure on it I was like (laughs) take me to the ER and so anyways I shattered like my like my finger was literally hanging off my 
hands and like fingernail was gone and it was like they had to sew it up like I still have the x-ray with like all my broken bones in my finger so I mean that was my broken bone story (laughs) ouch that sounds super super painful okay so you said that you lost your fingernail just out of curiosity this has nothing to do with the podcast whatsoever but um does your fingernail grow in normally it it grew in like weird so like it it looks normal but you can I like when we see each other next I'll have to have you feel my finger because you can feel like where the stitches were like oh really like it grew back it's like harder and like my fingernails I mean, from far away, it looks fine, but it definitely looks kind of wonky. <laughs> yeah, it seems like that's one of the things about fingernails. They get damaged. They tend to have a hard oh, yeah, totally. back in normally. All right. Well, that was our random fact for the day. No, no, no. What about you? What about your broken bones? I don't have any broken bones stories. Um, <laughs> no, my story is that when I was eight years old, um, I had hornets making a nest right outside of my bedroom window. And oh I decided that I would spray them with bugs parade or whatever. I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> um, so my thinking was I would just hang on to the windowsill and reach out and spray this hive. And I fell and um, I broke both of my wrists, but we didn't know that they were broken initially. I think when we first went in, anyway, long story short, like a whole summer, I just kept re-falling on both of my wrists and oh no um anyway I, I wore splints things for the summertime it was a super busy summer and I just remember that I kept hurting them all summer long and it was like you know eight is like just old enough that you don't really want people helping you use the bathroom or that sort of thing anymore oh, yeah, right it just started to be kind of embarrassing but I had I totally had to have my mom like help me get dressed and help me shower and whatever so I remember just being like humiliated but other than that I'm really broken bones well so you did break a bone yeah I mean I don't I don't know that they were ever officially broken I think I don't know but sprained hurt pretty bad anyway (laughs) officially broken well I'll I'll diagnose you (laughs) but that's my broken bone story but never a femur and it sounds like we're glad because it would be hurt, hurtful. I can't talk. Sore. It would hurt a lot. There we go. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, I'm glad you haven't broken anything else, and I hope we never break anything else again. <laughs> yeah. All right. Should we dive into our? We'll dive in. Okay. So we wanted to talk about weight loss and fat loss. Although, as I was kind of like going through stuff for the podcast it's kind of just more like I don't know I feel like it's kind of like basic information but we're going to talk about like what causes weight loss okay so if you didn't know what causes weight loss what causes us to lose weight or gain weight which breaks down to basically calories in and calories out um so the foods that we eat or the activities that we do during the day or night um And then our brains play a big part in it. Our brains are part of our central nervous system, which receives signals from hormones in different parts of our body that affect our appetite. And so our brain and our appetite hormones tell us what to eat and why to eat and how much to eat. Like that satiety hormone tells us when to stop eating or doesn't tell us when to stop eating if it's not working very well. So our brains 
play a really important role in weight loss or in weight maintenance. Maintenance. So I kind of wanted to talk about that. Um, okay, can I, can I geek out for yes, a minute? Of course. I, I love science. Of okay. course. So um, weight, what is weight? So weight is basically a quantity representing the force exerted on a particle or an object by an acceleration field. Okay, we're not going to go into that. I think our listeners, if there are any, are probably asleep by now. Okay? But basically, <laughs> it's, it's gravity on a person, right? That's what weight is. So the fastest way to lose weight is just to go on the moon, right? <laughs> <laughs> just talk about weight loss. Like, come on, guys, I've got the magic solution. You want to lose weight, go on the moon where gravity is like, essentially, almost non existent. And then you don't have to worry about how much you weigh anymore. <laughs> you might just have to worry about the cost of getting to the moon, but hey, oh, yeah, you don't have right. to worry about the weight anymore. <laughs> Worth it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> no, but you know, I, I was just like, you know, weight is basically gravity. So I mean, if you if we want to get technical, if you want to achieve weight loss, just like move around and go where gravity is least, right? <laughs> oh, that's true. So the reason why I talked about that is when we think of weight loss, normally what we're talking about is stepping on a scale, seeing the number goes down, right? And step on a scale on the moon, you'll see that number is tiny. <laughs> but is that the same as fat, fat loss then? Because I mean, if I go on the moon and I, and I weigh 20 pounds, does that mean I'm all of a sudden a skinny person? Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Right? So like your body composition doesn't really change just because the number on the scale changes. So when people talk about weight loss, they're not really talking about losing weight. They're really talking about losing fat and seeing their body composition change, right? Mm, yep, that's a very good point. Um, most of us do have like a desired number on the scale that we're trying to chase after whatever we think, right? But really it's about that body composition number typically going for a different body composition. And we think, oh, if I weigh 130 pounds or whatever it is, then I'm going to have this certain body competition, but that isn't composition, not competition, but that isn't necessarily. Yeah. It is the competition. It's no, the competition, I'm just right? Exactly. <laughs> I want to look better than the person that's standing next to me. So it is a competition. No, it's not. Uh, no, but so like, and muscle actually weighs more than fat, right? So here's a question for you. What weighs more, one pound of muscle or one pound of fat? Yeah, they both weigh a pound. So yeah, oh, I think that, that, you go. that <laughs> distinction that it's like that muscle is more dense, it takes up less space for that muscle in your body than fat does. So that's why someone who weighs 150 pounds and has more muscle would look leaner than someone who weighs 150 pounds but don't have as much muscle, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And those body types so, can look very differently, even at the same number on the scale. Yeah. So is that number really mattered that much? <laughs> yeah. That's what we get to talk about, right? We get to help yes. people decide does, how much does that number really matter? It's definitely changed for me. Although I would be lying if I said, I don't still have number on the scale goals. <laughs> Oh, definitely. I'm the same way. <laughs> Some, somehow we've been conditioned, right, to care about that number on the scale. So our job is to help, you know, women 
kind of shift that mindset so that that number on the scale doesn't matter that much anymore, right? Because uh, who yeah. cares what that number on the scale is as long as you look and feel the way that you want to. Right, right. Well, and I also think that it's super important because like, I have no idea how much you weigh, nor do I care, right? Like, it doesn't matter. I 20 pounds on the moon, 20 pounds. <laughs> 20, 20 pounds on the moon, great. <laughs> but like, because you're fun and you're happy and you're, you know, you're you and it has nothing to do with how much you weigh. And like, exactly. I love, I love getting to know you and being friends with you just because of your personality, because of Aww. the science you bring to things, because, you know, all that kind of stuff and it has nothing to do with your weight. So it's interesting that we personally internalize that scale number so much when, when we think about it, like how many of us actually know how much our friends or family members weigh, we might think we do, but I mean, unless you're really having conversations with them where you're like, how much do you weigh friend? Which I think that's kind of weird. So <laughs> friends with me, because from the shoulder up on our zoom call, I look adorable. Right? <laughs> so like, <laughs> if you saw me from the shoulder down, then you probably wouldn't be friends with that's me. That's not true. <laughs> I've seen you from the shoulder. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Myth busted, myth busted. Myth busted. Has nothing well, to do with how you look. Well, from the shoulder up, Annie. you look adorable too, so. Well, thanks. Yeah, I mean, Zoom does that, right? It gives us this nice little window. We can <laughs> keep things small. Full disclosure, I am fully clothed, okay? <laughs> well, now you just made it sound weird. No one thought you weren't. <laughs> Okay, we're, we're going off tangent. Sorry, keep going. Too much, too much. Back in. Okay, okay. So going back to what causes weight loss. Okay, so calories. Calories in versus calories out. Everyone kind of knows that um, phrase. And so just breaking down calories, as I'm sure everyone knows, calories are just a unit of energy. So the first My law- My baby of niece doesn't know, so you need to explain it well for her. Your baby doesn't know? Is that what you yeah, said? Yeah, she, she's- three months old so she doesn't know what calories are well she does because she eats calories <laughs> okay so calories are just the energy from our food basically right so some of us have good relationship with calories some of us have a bad relationship with calories but just kind of keeping in mind like calories are just a unit of energy um and the first law of thermo thermodynamics says that energy can be changed from one form to another, but it can't be created or destroyed. Um, so that was something that I thought about a lot when I was um, doing my personal training cert certification, because there's this whole chapter on this law of thermodynamics idea about food just being like, like transferred energy. And it was just like fascinating to me to think about that and to realize that the only way that so that energy comes into our body and we know like the only way food leaves our body is through waste, right? Um, but just realizing that like, I don't know, I guess it just made me think about it so much differently, realizing that it's just like this transfer of energy in my body. Um, that's just kind of a side, but it just made me think about it in a very different way. Um, wrote down a lot of things. The total amount of energy and matter in the universe remains constant. It just changes from one form to another. So we eat food and it isn't destroyed. It turns into different forms of energy and it can only leave our body through water, sweat, urine, or other waste um, and carbon dioxide. Very interesting. 
Like, we'll or not? To, like, I don't know. <laughs> take out these like moments of silence because I'm like thinking. I was like, "Oh wait, wait, we're on a podcast. I can't just like sit there and like <laughs> contemplate and think." <laughs> okay, so is that it for? Yeah, calories of energy. Okay. All right. The next thing that we're going to talk about are macronutrients. Okay, this is a word that has been a little more mainstream the last few years. So macro means big and macronutrients are basically nutrients that your body needs in a large amount. So when we talk about macronutrients, we're generally talking about fat, carbohydrates, and protein. And because these nutrients is what gives us energy and what we need a large amount of, that's why they're often called macros, okay? So we usually when we talk about macros, we're talking about macronutrients, we're just shortening it to call it macros. Okay, um, and then you talked about calories. So calories, again, it's an essential energy. It gives you energy for what you need to do in a day. And um, I think oftentimes we hear calories, we think calories are bad, right? Macros are bad because food is bad. It makes you gain weight. We hate food. No, we don't. We love food. <laughs> love food. And we this is a good food. time to add in this this phrase that I've heard a lot and I really, really like that is that food does not have a moral value, just a nutritional value. Did you read my thoughts? I was just about to say that. <laughs> oh, sorry, I should have let you say it. No, no, no. We're on the same page. This is awesome. <laughs> yeah, because like calories aren't bad. Macros aren't bad. I mean, like we eat food to survive, right? Like this is what ah. we need to do to survive. And so I think the problem is, okay, well, let's go back to calories really quick. Okay. Calories are energies to keep us alive, right? And so, right? Yes. Yes. Right. Sorry. <laughs> People no. can't see me nodding my head. No, I know. I was just like, oh, wait, like I can see you, but they can't see you. So we'll, we'll just like, we'll just work on that. Okay. I'm going to go back to calories are essential energy. Um, let's see. Oh, so moral values. We talked about how people put moral values on food, right? So uh, ice cream is bad. Oreos are bad. Cake is bad because it just contains empty calories. Well, let's go back to that phrase, empty calories, okay? Anything is there such a thing as empty calories? Yeah, there's really not because one way or another, all of all of the foods have some form of the macronutrients in them, right? Right, yeah. So it's energy, right? It is, our body doesn't care what we put in. It's not like, you know, you put a piece of cake in and then your body's like, bling, 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 cake entering into the body, absorb it all into fat, right? bling, 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 broccoli entering into the body, turn it into amazing energy. I don't know. <laughs> right. So our body doesn't recognize what type of food we eat, but it's calories are, are just a form of energy. So if I burn like five buckets full of energy in a day and I eat 10 buckets full of food, what's the body going to do with that extra five bucket full of energy, right? It's going to store it. Whereas if I ate, you know, if I burn five buckets full of energy and then I only eat three buckets full in a day, then 
my body's going to be like, oh, you're missing two bucket full. So I'm just going to grab it from my body myself and then convert it into energy. Right. (laughs) And so I think we need to educate people and help them realize that calories aren't bad food. It's not bad. We just need to be more educated and understand why we gain weight, why we gain fat. Yeah. I think that's really important. I I just have to note that I love your, um, bucket of food <laughs> <laughs> well I was just like we always talk about like measure. calories I was like well let's make it more uh, concrete it's <laughs> great okay um and then so pro- protein fats carbohydrates those are the three main um macronutrients that we consume and talk about there's actually um if we're going to talk about macronutrients as nutrients that our bodies need in large amounts. So wouldn't you say water is technically sort of a macronutrient, right? Because we consume water in large amounts. It doesn't really give us much nutrients, but we need it to survive. Right. And then, um, so water is almost a macronutrient. Um, <clears throat> fiber is actually part of like the type of carbohydrate. So technically fiber is kind of a macronutrient too, but, um, alcohol, let's talk about alcohol. Cause alcohol, do you need alcohol to survive? I don't need alcohol to survive, but someone else may argue that they do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so alcohol actually have calories also. So alcohol technically is a macronutrient but it technically isn't because your body doesn't need it in large amounts to survive. Some people might need it in large amounts and I don't know how, you know, that's, that's another topic, right? That's different. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then, um, so I guess I should, I'll, I'll talk about, uh, wait, was that okay to add in water? I just thought, Oh yeah, I think you're good. Yeah. (laughs) Just to make it a little different. Uh, alcohol is seven calories per gram, right? Yeah. Okay. So let me talk about that really quick. Um, Okay, so going back to calories, how calories are a form of energy, we measure energy in foods with calories. And so carbohydrates contains four calories per gram, proteins contain four calories per gram, and fats contain nine calories per gram. And for those of you who consume alcohol and want to use alcohol as a macronutrient alcohol is seven calories per gram okay so um do i need to say four k cal per gram because no i think you're good okay okay um all right i'll let you take over so i think we should actually i'll add something really quick yeah go ahead okay and we are actually going to go into detail and break each of the macronutrients down more in depth for our episode next week. So if that's something that you're interested in, make sure you tune in next week for that. Yeah, definitely join us next week. Um, Okay, so then we have micronutrients. So micro, just like the macro is the big, right? Um, They're larger, so the micro is just, they're smaller vitamins and minerals, they're still needed by our body in smaller amounts. Our bodies need them and they're an important piece of our overall health. Um, Some of them are vitamins A, D, E, K, C, 
B vitamins and minerals like calcium, magnesium, phosphorus, sodium, potassium chloride. There's more, but that's kind of a basic idea of what the micronutrients are. And the cool thing about macros is that when you focus on balancing out macros rather than just focusing on calories is most of the time that helps your micronutrients balance out a little bit better as well. I thought that that was something that was really cool when I started tracking macros is noticing how often my, you know, like if you're tracking in my fitness pal, all of a sudden the little, like you hit your vitamin K for the day or whatever, those types of things started popping up far more frequently than I had ever seen them when I was just tracking calories. So I thought that that's worth noting as well. When, when you're eating, um, a well-balanced diet, you're already getting a lot of those micronutrients and you wouldn't necessarily need to take supplements, although sometimes supplements can help. I think that's something that we can talk about on a future podcast too. Yeah, you can go more into depth for sure. Yeah, the micronutrients and how it works with our bodies and stuff. Awesome. That was great. Okay, <clears throat> next topic, water content. Okay. All right, going back to weight loss, it's also um, important to point out that water plays a big role in um, weight loss, okay? Because our bodies are made of 70% water, like up to 70% water, right? And <clears throat> for each gram of glycogen stored in your body, it's actually bound to three and four grams of water. So the more glycogen that we have in our body, we actually weigh more. And for those of you who don't know what glycogen is, glycogen is a stored form of glucose. Okay. So like <clears throat> glucose, a form of, you know, it's, it's made of what carbohydrates are made of. Right. And yep. so a lot of times the more carbohydrates or sh shorten it to carbs, we'll just call it carbs from now on. Okay. The more carbs we eat, a lot of times our body retains more water because the glucose in our body that's in our liver <clears throat> and muscle cells, it stores more water because it's a quick fuel source for our body. And so when you have more water in your body, what's going to happen when you step on the scale? Yep. That number is going to be higher. Exactly. So if we just want fast weight loss, technically we can just get rid of all our muscles because muscles store water and glycogen, right? <laughs> yeah, well, and that's that's the thing. Take that right? out. I did not like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, but it's just it's just silly because it's always like I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. It's just like, no, you don't want to just lose weight. You want to lose fat, right? Because when you're talking about losing weight, it's like, well, water weight, right? Yeah. Well, and, and we'll have to dive into this on another episode too in the future, but like, because most of the time it really isn't about the weight loss or people won't even necessarily equate it to fat loss, but it's like, it's a look that they're going for, oh, yeah. right? It's a certain Definitely. visual thing that they're going for, which most of the time means more muscle, less body fat. Yeah. Definitely. And a lot uh, of times people have this idea of like, well, I know I have muscle, so I just need to lose the weight so I can see that muscle. But unless you've actively spent time building muscle, you have some muscle, but that's actually kind of a 
a concept. I know it's like kind of like a little bit painful to hear. It was for me, but like you can't cut to what is not there, right? And if you haven't actively spent time building, like consciously building muscle in a cut, you're probably not going to really reveal much because there really isn't as much there as you think. So. Well, and then another thing that people don't really realize is, and we can talk about body types in a, another episode. We're, we're just going to like talk about a lot of things. Yeah, <laughs> got all kinds of things to talk no, about. but a big majority of, you know, like we see a lot of fit people out there and it's a big part of it is, comes down to genetics, right? I mean, yes, it's not like they just showed up and then they have a six pack you know, but they worked for that six pack, right? But genetically, they are also predisposed to easily gain muscle and keep the muscle on. And so, you know, I just want to make sure that people don't get too discouraged if they're working hard and they don't see immediate results. Because, you know, yes, we see a lot of trainers out there and they look amazing. But you got to remember, like, genetics play a big part of it. Yeah. Um, and actually you just touched on another thing. We should probably just be making an outline of this, of, of things to talk about is those expectations, right? Because we are so programmed. Well, I have to a want... list of it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we, we have, we, we have like this society where we're given things all the time, instantly, you know, you, you want to look something up, you hurry quickly and something search it, you know, you <laughs> look it up real fast. There was an arrest development reference there oh, if you're an arrested development <laughs> nerd so, anyway I love it. <laughs> anyway um the, so that expectation so we have we we see things all the time where it's like you know that the slim in six or whatever these short periods of time and people and so people think like oh I'm going to lose a ton of weight in four weeks or two weeks or six weeks or whatever. And yeah, you might be able to drop weight fairly quickly, but as far as like changing your body, the physical transformation, um, typically speaking is going to take more time than that, especially depending on your starting place. And if you want the changes to stick, you have to do the mental work behind it. Definitely. Totally agree. 100%. All right. Um, I think I wanted to add something before we move on for glycogen. Okay. So glycogen is the main culprit behind your sudden weight loss and weight gain a lot of times, especially during a diet. So the reason why you can lose 10 or more pounds of weight in the first week of a diet, especially when people are on keto or a low carb diet is because you're burning through your body's glycogen storage and not replenishing them. So a lot of times people like eat a big meal, like a, a huge pasta meal or a pizza binge and then like the next day they're like oh my gosh I gained like five pounds ten pounds or like you go on vacation and then you come back and just like I gained so much weight it's because a lot of times when you're on vacation you know like you're not having a all-you-can-eat protein fest right <laughs> usually when you're like out enjoying and indulging it's very carb full carb filled sorry and so, yes, you're going to be carb full too. So when you come back from your vacation, like you see that huge weight gain and people freak out, but just, just be mindful a lot of times it's, it's, it's the glycogen in your body. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's important to note too. All right. Uh, hormones. 
Okay, so this is something that like, I really you know don't, go ahead. Actually, and I, I think you're gonna say about what I'm thinking. I actually, now that I'm, we're going through this, I don't think we should talk about hormones in this okay. podcast. Okay. I think we should like move it. We should talk about it, but let's move it. Anyways, okay. keep saying what you're gonna say. Oh, all I was gonna say is I don't know a ton about hormones. Um, I do know that as women, we have lots of fluctuations in our hormones all the time and that our hormones play a big role in our weight loss or weight maintenance. Um, they affect how much water we retain. There's several hormones, leptin, insulin, estrogens, androgens, growth hormones. Those all influence our appetite, our metabolism, and our body fat distribution. And if you know yourself as a woman, you know you have lots of different fluctuations in those hormones throughout the month. Also, there are more hormones. Those are just some of the ones that I named. Um, but yeah, I don't want to go too deep into it, partially because I don't know a ton about it and partially because we don't have a ton of time, but. Okay, perfect. I love that. Yeah, I was I was just going to say we shouldn't go in depth, but that was perfect. Okay, um, next up, let's talk about sleep, how sleep affects uh, weight loss and weight gain. So I actually did some research on it and I looked into it because it's, it's, okay. First off, I'm going to say when someone wants to lose weight, okay. Lose fat, but we'll, we'll just for generalization, we'll say when someone wants weight, to yeah. see their weight change, the scale go down, um, there's different levers we can pull. Right. And so oftentimes the one that makes the biggest effect on whether we lose weight or not is what we eat, right? So like you said, then hormones, another thing that could affect the body and then sleep is another thing that can affect the body. But the biggest lever I think to pull is the foods that we consume, right? Cause that's, that's it. To me, that's the easiest to control, right? You can, you can control whether you eat one slice of pizza or a whole pizza pie. Right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then, yeah. And you can control sleep, but you can't say, okay, body, if I get eight hours of sleep tonight, you better make sure I lose those two pounds that I've been wanting to lose, right? Like yeah. sleep is something that, you know, the scientists have done a lot of research on it, but at the end of the day, it's not black and white. It's not always conclusive, but we do know that, um, like there are studies that show that lack of sleep can increase appetite. Again, I want to say the word can because, you know, it's not a hundred percent conclusive, but there are studies that show that lack of sleep can increase appetite and <clears throat> getting enough sleep can increase metabolism. And there are even some studies that show uh, people that have a lack of sleep, there is an increase in obesity rates and there are cases where getting enough sleep could promote weight loss. So at the end of the day, sleep is very important, right? Getting enough sleep, because what happens during at night when we sleep or day, whatever your working shift hours, right? That's when your body relaxes well technically not relaxed you're relaxed because you're in a sleep stage but that's when your body is actually active in making repairs right and yeah super important hormone production and all that and so not having that sleep 
is really going to affect, you know, how your body performs on an optimal level. And the, the most important thing about sleep is, I mean, if you have two hours of sleep versus you have eight hours of sleep, <laughs> which, which, which are you going to perform better? Right. Like obviously when you have what, what you said about sleep and, and about it not being black and white, I just think that is also an important point to note, like, guess what? We're human. It isn't black and white, right? Like we're not robots. And so we have a lot of different factors that go in and change things for us. And so there's a lot of these types of things. It's important for us to recognize we can be doing all of the things that, you know, we could be in a calorie deficit. You could be getting a lot of sleep. You can be exercising. You can be doing all these things and possibly still not seeing the weight loss results that you want to be. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing anything wrong, right? There could be hormone imbalances. There could be, I mean, there's so many different things that factor into it. And I think that the biggest thing that I've learned, um, is just that things take time and it's important to give your body the time that it needs to be able to make the changes that it needs. Definitely. All right. Uh, or anything else we need to touch on? Um, I think we've covered a ton for today. I mean, I think and maybe like, I could go into detail, but I was like, nobody wants to know the details. Like if they do, they could research it. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, I don't know. Do we want to just like do a quick recap on what we talked about? Do we need to do a recap or do we just Okay, so the last one I have on here, it says you're supposed to talk about exercise, move your body, TDE, overall activity, daily movement, muscle burns more, muscle burns more calories. Do you want to touch on that and wrap it up? That seems okay. Like okay, so I guess the last thing that really plays into weight loss or fat loss is your TDEE, which is your total daily energy expenditure, which is really just an estimation on how many calories you burn every day with exercise taken into account. Um, and I think that also an important emphasis there is an estimate because again, we're not robots and every single day of our lives typically looks a little bit different. Even if you're like, I'm a stay at home mom and I'm just taking care of little people all day. Well, maybe one day you like run out to the garbage cans 15 times because your kid has Explosive diarrhea. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, what happened with your kid? <laughs> right. So sometimes you're like running out of the garbage can. Not a rhetorical and... question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, not recently, but oh, my okay. kids are all a little bit bigger, <laughs> and they can take care of their own explosiveness. But <laughs> oh, anyway. And I, and I just want to go back to the TDE. Think of your buckets, right? Your yeah. barrels. Yeah. Whatever I just said. If you burn one barrel, you better only eat one barrel. Well, you, it's okay. So you burn one barrel or bucket, you eat the same bucket. That's your TDE when calories in equals calories out, right? Right, yeah. Take that out, take that out. That was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, okay. So your TDEE, um, it's an estimation. So it's a great number for us to kind of, base where we want to start our goals with. Um, but I think it's just important to recognize that it's an estimate and, um, that it's probably going to change somewhat every single day. So it's made up of 
you know, how much food you eat every day and your exercise is taken into consideration when you're talking about TDEE. Okay, so we already talked about the muscles burn more calories than fat. Um, it takes more energy to maintain muscle than it does to maintain fat. So that's one of the reasons why you want to build muscle is because then your resting metabolism, where RMR is what that's called, ends up being higher because you have more muscle on your body. So it increases your metabolism. It takes more energy for your body to keep that muscle than it would if it was fat. Um, Seriously, honestly, though, with my body, I feel like my fat takes no energy to maintain. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing, right? Is, is I think that that's something that sometimes we don't really think about that much is that we, we also have our just resting metabolic rate, which is what your body needs just at rest. If you were to lay in bed and do nothing, your body still needs calories every single day in order to function properly, because whether you're getting up and moving around or not, your body still has a lot of processes that it's going through all day, every day, all the time. But luckily we have these amazing brains that do these things and we don't even have to think about it. So you're saying the more I think, the more calories that burn? I'm not saying that, but I'm not not <laughs> saying it either. <laughs> okay, and then another thing that is important to point out is I think as a society as a whole, we exercise is so important. I want to put that out first. I love exercise. You yes, love exercise. Amen. We both exercise regularly. But I think one misconception is that some people think, oh, if I exercise today, I'm good, right? And most of our TDEE, like most of our um, calories that we're burning is actually coming from the whole day, right? right like the right, things that right. we do the rest of the day. I don't think very few people work out the whole day unless you're like a professional athlete and you train like five, six, seven, eight plus hours a day, right? Most of us, for me, I go to the gym for one hour. I'm like, I checklist done. I'm good. Right. Yeah. But yeah. like, think about that one hour, the calories that you burn in that one hour versus the calories that you burn for the rest of the day. Right. Like, so your TDEE, like the whole day is so important. And I mean, that's, that's one thing why it's so important to exercise and to build muscle is like you said, muscles burn more calories and increases your metabolism. So the thing, the exercise that you did in that one hour actually does help promote more calorie burn, you know, for the rest of the day. But what I'm saying is don't be like me and go to the gym for one hour and then come home and sit on bed and watch Netflix all day and think that I'm going to burn a lot of calories because I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I do not do that all day long, but I'm saying on the one day that I do. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get you. Well, and, and I think sometimes that's like, maybe you pushed a little too hard in the gym and you felt like you needed a little more recovery, right? Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. so there's lots of different things that can play into that too. All um, recovery. Yeah. All, all the best recovery, right? <laughs> um, so, recovery. No, just kidding. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> But okay, so you touched on a couple of things that I just want to mention really fast. So one of them is you mentioned um, so the the calories that we burn through exercise, which gives us part of that PDEE. But then there's the need, which is our non-exercise calories um, that we burn throughout the day. So that's just like whatever activity that you're doing throughout the day. That's your non-exercise calories. 
Um, and, and you said something about like, oh gosh, now I can't remember exactly what you said, but, uh, something about like you went to the gym, so you're good, right? There's that moral value again with going to the gym or not going to the gym. It's like exercise, good, not exercise, bad. And, and again, like that's something that I want to work towards removing is it doesn't mean you're good or bad. If you do any of those things, like, do you want to go to the gym? Do you want to exercise? There are so many reasons why you should exercise. Exercise is awesome. I'm not saying don't exercise. I'm just saying, let's try to get away from the good and bad, the moral values on labels, labeling things that makes us spiral into these guilt and shame cycles that typically is where our self-sabotage behaviors come from. Oh, definitely. Let's see how many more times I could trip over my tongue. Yeah. And then <laughs> I do want to clarify when I say good, it's like, check, you know. No, no, I, I know. I'm just yeah. like, like, I've totally had that mentality before, oh, yeah, right? Definitely. Like, yeah. Yeah. That so people, and. Yeah. Good and bad. Let's, let's, let's stay away from that. <laughs> let's get rid of the good and bad labels. And um, another thing that I just want to touch on really fast is this idea of like, I ate X, Y, or Z. So now I must exercise. Right. So I think that that's one of the reasons why people don't like exercise because they've, they've labeled it as this sort of punishment for something that they ate. Right. I ate this. Now I have to run it off or whatever. And so it's like, instead of thinking of exercise as punishment for your body, exercise is a celebration of what your body can do, how you can move your body. Um, I think that that is a far more empowering place to move towards than thinking of it as I have to exercise because I ate this thing. Sometimes I feel like I have to exercise because mentally I'm going to go crazy if I don't. Okay. So to wrap it up, we talked about a lot of things and guess what? That's kind of the plan, right? We're going to talk about all the things under the universe and maybe some of our episodes will be a little more organized and maybe some of them will be a little less organized, but hopefully we'll chat together and learn some things from each other and from listeners, hopefully someday. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening today. We had so much fun chatting with each other and hopefully as more of you start listening, we would love to chat with you too. So if you have any questions, comments, concerns, input, um, whatever you want, please email us at themacrosuniverse at gmail.com. So that's T-H-E-M-A-C-R-O-S-U-N-I-V-E-R-S-E at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week.